0: hi it's greg and lucky and this is our podcast if you don't catch us from five to nine this is
1: what you missed well something happened with the toronto maple Leafs that hasn't happened since garrett sparks i guess yes uh a rookie goaltender getting his uh, first shutout and eric uh, shalgren uh, did that last night and he faced 35 shots so it's not like they only got a couple on him he had to uh, defend a few times yeah and- Held Him back and beat Dallas, so that's a, a nice little start for the guy, and obviously the goaltender to take us to the promised land.
0: I love Leaf fans <laughs> right away. It's like, oh, no
1: problem now. Soupy can take his time coming back. <laughs> Soupy, oh, I forgot his right. name is Soupy, right? Uh, yeah, no, good on him. That's got that's got to feel terrific. Somewhere the Zamboni goalie is like, hey, why didn't I get the call? Yes, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I mean, listen, to you. you come up and you face that pressure. You always want to perform yeah. when you get called up to something. And, and, you know, to get to that performance and get a shutout in your first, it's like the fourth time in Leaf history it's been done.
1: Well, I, listen, you obviously, you know, you felt that pressure. You went to do the play, uh, play for Ottawa. Only imagine skating to that net, being the goalie. Right. It's one thing to get called up maybe to be like on the fourth line or something. You're going to get some ice time. Yeah. You know, but you're not really going to be the focus of much but you skate to that net with those lights on you and it's your first game in the nhl i'd be wearing a diaper you got eighteen thousand five hundred people yeah you know
0: and i guess and i don't know if in that situation like he did get into the net against arizona right he came in right uh, in the third period so he, he'd already kind of gone in this time he got the start i don't know if you, at that point you're probably more excited than anything it's I would imagine the night before, mm-hmm. right? You're not eating. You know, well. Like the morning skate when you're, like, you do your morning skate and you're supposed to, you know, okay, hey, go have a little nap and rest before the game. <laughs> yeah. Might be a little tougher to get to sleep yeah. <laughs> at, at that time. And then by game time, I think you're probably just hyped up just to get it going.
1: You would think. Although that first attempt, like, if somebody had a breakaway or something, I, I just know, I'd be like, oh God, oh God, oh God, please, <laughs> please, please don't let the first one in. Make <laughs> the first save. We continue to dig into the uh, passing of uh, Bob Saget. We just can't seem to uh, get past it. And uh, so cops have once again said, look, his death was an accident. And now they're uh, supplying video footage from the hotel, the Ritz-Carlton, he was staying at in Orlando, Florida. Uh, And it shows that he arrived back at the hotel at 2 a.m. on January 9th following a performance. Uh, It shows him meeting the valet. Who the valet says he didn't notice anything odd, like slurred speech or balance. Bob even took a selfie with the guy before he went inside. Bob was observed on the security video walking across the lobby towards the elevators, and then from the elevators to his room, he was by himself. He didn't stop or interact with anyone else. Once inside the room, his door was never unlocked or opened until security found his body later that day. Police found no evidence of foul play or of anything else being in the room. Based on his injuries, they think Bob hit his head on something hard, but padded. The two most likely culprits would have been the headboard or a carpeted floor. Wow. Maybe he just tripped and fell. Or yeah. Or as he got into bed, he just went back too hard and smacked his head on the headboard. And that would be a really hard smack, you would yeah, think. Right? Who yeah. Who knows? Uh, Mike Tyson. It feels like this took longer than it should, because Mike Tyson has been in the um, the weed growing business for a while mm. now. He's been a part of that whole culture. And he's got edible gummies that he's selling now as well. But he's got some of them that are in an interesting shape. The shape of a bitten ear. (laughs) Of course, that's uh, based all on the uh, heavyweight championship fight where Tyson literally took a bite out of Holyfield's ear. You'd think Evander would want a little piece of that. Or a bite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I guess he might be involved. Um, I guess a few years ago in an interview, Mike brought up the idea and it made it sound like Evander was figured in on the deal. Okay. Maybe his way of apologizing.
0: (laughs) Sorry for that whole biting a (laughs) piece of your ear off.
1: Now people can eat your ear and get high. Um, We had the story yesterday that Rod Stewart was uh, out in the street with his buddies and his sons fixing potholes on the road into his house, not because he's a good citizen of the town he lives in, but rather because he couldn't drive his Ferrari along it. Right. (laughs) Well, now I guess he's uh, he's uh, in some trouble. Local highway officials aren't impressed. They say, "Well, we appreciate Sir Rod's commitment because he is a Sir." Right. Yes, he is. Uh, while we appreciate Sir Rod's commitment and community spirit, we discourage anyone from carrying out work on the roads themselves without proper traffic management and other specific safety measures. Residents are putting themselves and others at risk. Uh, okay, so it wasn't his driveway he was working on no, in potholes. His actual road. <laughs> so in response, Rod has written a song about it. I think that's going to be a big hit for right, right? a yeah. Uh And another classic rocker, Keith Richards, he uh, spoke up about this whole selling of music catalogs. Right. I hope
0: Dylan's done it in Springsteen. Hundreds of millions of dollars being thrown
1: around. Yeah, they're all cashing in. Uh, but he says uh, him and Mick really haven't had that kind of discussion about it, not on any serious level. They don't. Uh, he doesn't believe they're going to be selling their uh, music catalog anytime soon. He says we might drag it out still a bit, put some more stuff on it. He says, uh, I, I think selling your catalog is a sign you're getting old. <laughs> oh, you got to love Keith. You got to love Keith. He's just, he's just the best. Um,
0: at what point, too, I mean, I guess you want control mm. of where your music is, is used and not. Um, but at what point, because these guys who are selling it off, it's not like they have no other income or they're strapped for cash necessarily. Yeah. You know, this is I guess selling off your legacy.
1: You know, already
0: their kids 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 are taken care
1: of. Yeah. Yeah, and you would think Mick would see the likes of Dylan and Springsteen and pocketing all that cash and Jagger's always been the money man with the band. You think he'd say, "Okay, boys. It's time. You know, right. we can keep touring and having fun with this, but it's it's time to cash out." Yeah. Just uh, mentioning uh, Keith's uh, quote about it's a sign of getting old, uh, selling your catalog, reminds me of when Lady Diana passed away and Elton John redid uh, Candle in the Wind. Yeah. And everybody's being very, you know, thoughtful. And Keith goes... Ah, there's Elton singing about another blonde dead chick. (laughs) Because the song was originally about Marilyn Monroe. It was, yeah. Ah, Keith's a sensitive guy.
0: Very much so.
1: Um, And then he was asked, of course, uh, so when will you guys finally pack it all in? He says, I don't know. I'll I'll probably find out the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) He is simply the best. And now the Stones have announced they're going on tour in Europe for the 60th anniversary. They started in 62. Okay. It's now 2022. They're gonna take it on the road again, starting oh, in Europe. Man, yeah, 60th anniversary. Tunes are a little different now, though.
0: The Rolling Stones new UK tour, celebrating 60 years of the band's history. And the fact that 60% of the band is still alive. Don't miss the age-reflective versions of their classic hits. 1962 to 2022, get tickets before it's too late.
1: Rock Mornings with With Craig, Craig, Venn and Lucky, 94.9 The Rock. Most people would tell you their pet is part of their family and maybe the most popular member, someone polled a thousand dog owners (laughs) who have been working from home. And when they go back to the office, most say they'll miss their dog more than their spouse or children. Right. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, in our case, too, the coop of being a pandemic puppy, uh, it was one where you know, he never really been alone for long stretches mm. of time. Like we've we've worked on it now. You know, made, at, at first we were making purposeful trips just to leave the house, either to walk away for a few minutes or, right. or just drive around the block for a couple of minutes just to leave him alone.
1: Now, how did it go yesterday? Was he on his home, uh, on his own when you went out for your... Uh... Uh, yeah, he was on the... He's, he can handle a few hours now. That's good. Yeah. They come They come around pretty quick.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know what he does, but, you know, when we get back there, we find him.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's still there. We, um, so we're, we've, of course, uh, have my eldest son and his girlfriend living with us, and she has a dog, little Sully, and, uh, they took off to Calgary, uh, for March break, and, uh... He sulked a little bit for the first day. He'll right. go and he'll find a bunch of dirty clothes in their room and sleep on those. I guess he can smell them. Uh, and, well, you know, within no time. You know, by, as of yesterday, he's back to normal. Mm. And they, they're little brains, you know. I mean, we want to believe that they, you know, they love us as much as we love them. But I don't think their little brains are that capable. He's probably already forgotten about them. And then they'll they'll show up on Saturday. He'll be like, oh, huh, where were you?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, with Coop, too, with, with all the hockey and stuff we've had, we've had to do a couple of different scenarios. We've sent him to, a, a, like, a, a real doggy daycare mm. with the other uh, pets. And that that we thought was important, too, just because he hasn't seen a lot of like, other dogs right.
1: around. And little ones are yappy with other yeah. dogs. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, it's interesting when you drop them off there, and, uh, you know, he'll, like, rear right up. Yeah. You know, he wants nothing to do. He'll start whining the second we head that direction now. Right. Um, but he gets there, and we get kind of, we ask on the way, out. Oh, how did he do? And they're like, oh, he was all right. He was quiet. He just keeps to himself. He's kind of like a wallflower in a corner. Right, right. right? Which, you know, any time he's around the house with a dog, he'll be barking and yapping like crazy. Mm. And you get him into a room full of dogs. They don't know what to do. He has no idea what to do. Like, yeah. That's good for him. Uh, yeah. They get a good little taste of it. And then, you know, my parents watched him, said he's fine. And, and, and we've actually, you know, had friends who have volunteered and asked, to you know, if they'd keep him. And we dropped him off there for a couple of hours. And, and he acts the same way he does with us, where he just follows them around the house. So he like mm-hmm. just, you know, they'll go to whoever's feeding him and helping them, right?
1: Oh, that's totally it. Yeah, we, uh, we have these... Uh this little stair, uh, little foam staircase that goes up to our windowsill um, windowsill in our living room, so that Sully can sit there and stare out the front window. Mm. And anytime anybody's walking by, he's just growling out the window at, <laughs> at a dog. But if he got out there and met the dog, he'd just he'd just sit down and wouldn't know what to do. Right. I mean, you go near him most of the time; he lies down and rolls over. <laughs> There's Something wrong with that thing. Um, well, you do the same. So well, I do. He sees me do it all the time, but nobody's rubbing my belly. Uh, And uh, once again, the Labrador Retriever has been listed as the most popular dog breed. They've topped the list now 31 years in a row. Uh, The Poodle did a jump back into the top five. They were the most popular dog from like 1960 to 82, but hadn't been in the top five since 97. The most uh, popular dogs, the top five anyhow, are the Labs, uh, French Bulldogs, Golden Retrievers, German Shepherds, Poodles. Um, So... If you're looking for uh, one of those, you're probably going to pay for it. Mm. And speaking of pets, uh, there's a bunch of people who love their pets so much that they would clone them if they could. A recent poll asked people if they'd uh, like the option of being able to clone their pet, and many said yes. Wow. I think Barbara Streisand or somebody did that. She had spent a fortune having some dog of hers cloned, so when the original died, she had a, a replacement. Right. Wouldn't you just, like, breed them? I guess a lot of us get them fixed early, though, right? I guess. We wouldn't clone our significant other. No. (laughs) Well, once they're gone, they're gone. Once he's out of my life, good. But the dog, we want forever. We spend, on average, 237 hours a year cleaning our home. Wow. That's the equivalent of about 10 days a year. People okay. were asked to name the chores they find the most relaxing, and somehow our loudest chore got the most votes: vacuuming. Yeah,
0: I don't know if I find it relaxing,
1: but I find it one of those
0: ones that's kind of rewarding mm. in in the sense that you can see <laughs> that you've accomplished something. Yeah, you know, you and like like mowing the lawn. You know, you get those nice yep. track marks in there. Everything's nice and even.
1: Yeah, that's the problem nowadays. So many of us don't even have the carpet anymore. We're just we're just vacuuming the hardwood floor. Right. It's not the
0: same. Or you got the the Roomba that goes around yeah. and does it for you.
1: Does it for? We have we got the stupid Roomba at Christmas time, and we still have these openings because I can't. My 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 home contractor guys like Jimmy Hoffa. He's just disappeared. <laughs> and. There's, there's still holes below the cabinets where these lights were supposed to go, so we have to keep chasing the Roomba out of the hole like we're raising another two-year-old.
0: Because <laughs> it goes in there, it gets
1: in there. You it can't block it. Uh, I never thought about that. <laughs> it took it. We had a we had a string attached to some wire that was supposed to light up these lights along the floor. Right. Uh, it grabbed that and yanked the rope away. So ah. now the wire's in the wall somewhere. Like a two-year-old. That's what a two-year-old would do. <laughs> <sighs> uh, we love wiping down the kitchen. Okay. We love doing the laundry. I think those are the chores. You say, ah, it's finished. There's a completion right. to it, right?
0: right? Well, I don't know about the laundry because it always feels it like never, there's another yeah. you know, load to be done. But
1: and, at the end of the night, once you've washed wash the dishes and wiped the counter down, everything's put away. The lights are turned down in right. the kitchen. Yes.
0: Feels complete at yeah. that point. Yeah. yeah. The problem with the laundry is that once you get it out, then you got to fold it. Right, right. And folding it, you know, I don't mind if you get the leaf game on or something like that. I'll fold the laundry in front of it. But then you got to
1: put it all away. <laughs> I don't know any of what you speak.
0: Right. I oh, never, that's right. I've you have never done it. You don't know the
1: laundry exists. I don't even know where the machine is. <laughs> uh, we love doing dishes. My uh, my OCD loves the dishes because I love to stack them in a particular way. Right, yes.
0: All the same glasses
1: have to line up in the same plates and from small to big.
0: I come over to your house and just like you know, do a completely random <laughs>
1: I would backwards. lose my mind. You could rob Stack me.
0: Stack them in a pile.
1: You could rob us. I'd be less upset.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we like ironing, dust, dusting, cleaning windows, and we like, some of us, cleaning the bathroom or toilet. Now, <sighs> I will take that short. Like, if on a Sunday we decide, let's give the house a, a right. once-over here. Maria's doing her thing. I, I'll head to the bathrooms. Yeah. I'll clean the bathrooms.
0: I'm a big fan of cleaning the toilet. Showers and stuff, I'll clean those out.
1: Yeah. Well, because I'm the guy that's <laughs> probably going to the most in the wall, And that's exactly well, yeah. it. I'm the gross one. So, yeah. Man, if you love to vacuum, well, you're not alone. A lion's roar can be heard up to five miles away. Wow. give you time to run. Right. Um, about 15,000 books have been written about Abraham Lincoln. That sounds like a lot, but it's way fewer than JFK. He's been the subject of more than 40,000 books. Mm. And I think about the same on Trump now. Yeah, yeah, True. Everybody that ever bumped into him has written a book. (laughs) Um, Penguins can't taste fish, which is odd because that's what they eat. Right. Their taste buds only taste sour and salt. A genetic study suggests they lost three of the five basic tastes long ago in evolution. But it doesn't matter since penguins just swallow the fish whole without bothering to taste them. Okay. Yeah. So
0: how do they know they're eating a fish, then?
1: I don't know. I guess if you're a penguin, what else are you going to eat? Yeah. Kind of out in the middle of nowhere. There's just fish. What if you get bad fish? Well, I guess they can smell. Yeah, animals in their digestive system are pretty good. Right. You know, see what a raccoon eats? Uh, yeah, that's true. Animals can really digest <laughs> stuff. You never you never see a raccoon going, Oof, I need a pepto bismol yeah. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> You hear them. Maybe that's what
0: they're maybe doing maybe. when they're screaming out
1: back. Yeah, the wife, the, there's a husband and wife raccoons, and the wife is like, I told you not to eat. <laughs> Get out of the house, you stink. Stop. You've been eating garbage again. Stop with the trash. I remember one night, where were we? We were at some show downtown and we were leaving and our car was parked down the side of this uh, this theater and there was big dumpsters out back and it was crawling with raccoons. Oh, yeah. There had to be like dozens of them yeah. in there. Yeah, Toronto had a real issue with them recently. Yeah, but they've all been in hiding since COVID. Uh, while Brad Pitt was playing Achilles in Troy, he injured his Achilles tendon. Really? Yeah. That's odd. Uh ninety-two percent of the world's currency is digital. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it, it's hard to find places, some places that even accept cash. Right. None of it in Russia. Hello Kitty was created in Japan, but she's British because when Hello Kitty was created in the nineteen sixties, British culture was trendy in Japan. Okay. You know the uh, yellow support our troops ribbon. You yeah, you see it on the back of vehicles. It's trademarked by our government, the Canadian government. It can only be used legally with uh, our government's permission. Really? Yeah. Um, the most successful industry for investors since the 1900s, tobacco. <laughs> Still, its annual return of almost 15% every single year. Wow, that's that's a good return uh-huh. on the darts. Saddam Hussein was a big fan of Scarface. (laughs) One of the companies he set up to uh, launder money was called Montana Management. Really? After Tony Montana. (laughs) That's great.
0: I just read a thing, uh, saw it on uh, one of the websites. that They they think they found Putin's yacht. Oh, really? In, like, some small coastal town in Italy. Uh, And... It's worth $700 million.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you've got all that, like, why are you... What's the fun in invading a country? Well, Well, sit on your
0: yacht. He's he's bored. He's
1: got other things to do. Yeah. He's run out of things to do. Yeah. I guess that's it. I don't think you'd ever want to be the groom of this. In the 16th century, English kings had servants called grooms of stool. (laughs) (laughs) How'd that be on your business card? Uh their job was to wipe the king's clean after they visit the toilet. Come on. 16th century, there's a gig. There's something to aspire to. Right. Well, I guess it's a job for life. I wonder too like what's the um what's the training in that? Like wipe up, wipe back. <laughs> you know, taint taint to back. <laughs> top and down. I I can imagine why at the royalty
0: level why you want that, like, uh, like uh, I guess, to
1: sign a power, right?
0: R- right, I guess, wipe my arse.: Yeah, I own you. Well, and again, at the same time, it's like you're like, who's owning who here if you're the one <laughs> bending over?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would just be so like how do you you know, we all we all kind of enjoy our own scent, right but The scent of anybody else is just disgusting. Oh. You get in there and have to clean that up. Ridiculous. It's just horrible. Wasn't better back then. And people say it's always better back then. No, it wasn't. That was not a good time. And did we even have toilet paper back then? Like, what was going? On? What was the what was the grooms of stool wiping with? A lot of cotton. Yeah. Although you really got the king by the by the pants, because if he's upset you in any way, you could really mess with him. Right. <laughs> Put some kind, of, uh, some kind of irritant on that toilet paper. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Leave a couple of clingers. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and, and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.